92.7 WMAY. Springfield's News and Talk. The one constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. America has rolled by like an army of steamrollers. It's been erased like a blackboard, rebuilt and erased again. But baseball has marked the time. This field, this game, is a part of our past, Ray. It reminds us of all that once was good and it could be again. People will come, Ray. People will most definitely come. 62 degrees at 740. That's like my favorite movie of all time. It's Field of Dreams. It's the great James Earl Jones. Uh, and it's uh, it's interesting to see uh, how that movie has held up over the years and, and the fact that it's, it's really kind of goofy. <laughs> If you think of the premise, chasing ghosts in a small town in Minnesota to a cornfield in Iowa. But my God, I love it. The So, you know, obviously Springfield's here. Here is the like dividing line between Cubs and Cardinals fans. Um, Cardinals fans, if you if you don't want to hear this too bad, uh, it's it's uh, it's it's worth it anyway. Uh, we'll bring in Megan Montemuro now. She is a the beat writer for the Chicago Cubs for the Chicago Tribune. Uh, Megan, you uh uh, the the Cubs were were supposed to be in this game uh, a couple of years ago that was canceled by COVID. What what are you hearing in the clubhouse from fans from from executives about uh, after the the huge production that this thing was last year? Uh, are they excited about the game Thursday night? Yeah, I think you know anytime you are part of kind of like a marquee event like that and get to play in a unique venue. Um, it's always cool, you know, to be part of something like that. I think it's going to be hard probably for this game to live up to last year's debut game um, mm. between the White Sox and Yankees and just where the Cubs and um, Reds are in the standings this year. But I think, yeah, it's, it's a really cool environment. You know, a lot of guys have seen the movie, and if they haven't, you know, they at least – are aware of the premise and, and what it's about. So, yeah, I think it, it's it's a fun way to kind of break up a long season, and um, and it's, it's certainly going to be a cool atmosphere. And the Cubs are playing so many kids. I can imagine there are a bunch of players who weren't even born when the movie came out, which makes me feel <laughs> really old. Yes, <laughs> I know. I, I'm trying not to think of that part of it. But, yeah, no, um, I think it's just an interesting way to kind of bring different – generations of baseball fans mm. together because like i said even if maybe they haven't all seen it they obviously know of the movie and you know who was in it and just kind of what that movie means to a lot of people if you're playing pro ball you'd better seen field of dreams at some <laughs> point megan megan matsumura of the chicago tribune joins us here on wmay we're talking a little bit about the field of dreams game that the cubs and reds will play in tomorrow night uh, outside of dyersville iowa so, Megan, I don't know what they've told you in terms of a rundown for for tomorrow night or anything like that, but last year's show was was just this, or last year's game was just it was a show eventually, or before the game, it was just giant production, Kevin Costner and and speeches and 
players walking through corn and, and they really played it up on Fox last year. Are, are they going to do something like that again this year? Or is it going to be a little more normal? I haven't heard necessarily the production side of it from, from Fox, but I do know like, you know, the team's planning to head out there tomorrow morning. Um, and, you know, I know there, I heard a couple of guys were saying that, you know, they're looking forward to, to going into the corn and coming out of it and seeing, seeing what that's like. Um, and I'm sure that Fox you know, obviously has um, some, some cool stuff planned, I would imagine. I, I don't know if, if Kevin Cochner will be there again, but, um, you know, definitely MLB has, you know, decided to make this kind of a, a marquee event. So I fully expect, you know, some cool things to come out of it. Producer Kyle and I were, were talking before you jumped on that it should be James Earl Jones this time. That would be the uh, the the way to make it a little bit different. Uh, all right. I, I, I've got to talk about this team really quickly, um, and, and I'm going to vent. And I, I'm sorry because you've had to sit through this team, th- these games all season. What the hell are they doing? There, there, there seems to be no direction, no plan. You know, when, when Theo Epstein made us sit through really bad teams in his first couple of years, you could see the plan in place. I, I feel like it's not there right now. Do you have Do you have any sense that they know what the end goal is here? Yeah, I mean, I think clearly there is a priority on developing and identifying internal talent, you know, kind of like they did last time, though. Obviously, I think obviously a key difference is they're, they're, they haven't, the last couple of years drafted as high as they did, you know, when they were rebuilding in, you know, 2014 through, uh, sorry, 2012 through 2014 into 2015. Um, but I think last year's trade deadline certainly helped kind of expedite and speed things up. I mean, they added a lot of talent, um, you know, especially on the hitting side. And I think that, certainly helps the situation and you look at some of the pitching they have you know Justin Steele and Keegan Thompson look like the real deal in terms of being big league starters which that is a huge development for them going into next year I mean you have a rotation with those two guys Marcus Stroman you know they obviously hope that Kyle Hendricks bounces back from this shoulder injury and so you can see the pieces there and then on the hitting side you know, they're going to have the money to go out and, you know, spend. I mean, they're going to have to do that. And, you know, you look at the shortstop free agent class, there's certainly going to be a lot of appealing options there. Um, Nico Horner has obviously emerged as, you know, a guy, a contact hitter, you know, who, who can drive the ball to the gaps that they can, you know, really um, build around two in the lineup. And so I think you see the pieces and I, and I think, I don't think this is going to be like a three to four year rebuild type of situation. I think they can turn things a lot around a lot faster than that. Uh, but some of that is going to require, you know, spending in, in free agency, which, you know, it, it sounds like they're going to be willing to do in this off season. So it'll be interesting to see kind of what tier and, and, and what kind of players they ultimately end up targeting. You, you didn't turn on the sports talk station by mistake. This is WMAY. I'm Patrick Fingston for Greg Bishop. We're talking to Megan Matamuro from the uh, Chicago Tribune about the Cubs in the Field of Dreams game uh, outside of Dyersville, Iowa, tomorrow night. Were you surprised, Megan, that the Cubs did not deal Wilson Contreras and Ian Happ at the deadline? More so Wilson Contreras, just because, you know, if 
looking at what they did last year and the blueprint they had, um, you know, he was an obvious choice to, again, kind of supplement the farm system and, and potentially add some impactful younger talent. You know, but Jed Hoyer maintained after the deadline that they that they set their values for Contreras and Hap, and you know if they weren't if their value wasn't met that they weren't going to move them, and that's ultimately what happened. And you know, in the in terms of Wilson, you know they can give him a qualifying offer, and if he rejects that, you know they'll get a compensation pick in next year's draft. So there is, you know, some potential value to recoup there, but. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Ian Happ in the offseason. You're, again, kind of in that limbo. If, if you see him being a piece of this team in the future, you know, that's going to be the time to extend him. Otherwise, you know, you're kind of going through that whole process again, you know, and, um, you know, next summer. So, um, yeah, definitely more surprised about Wilson. Clearly he felt that, you know, he was going to be traded based on what happened last year with, you know, expiring uh, or impending free agency for, you know, their, their star players last year um but ultimately obviously that did not come to fruition i miss anthony rizzo uh, the the uh before we let you go megan um this this field of dreams game obviously the cubs stink the reds stink uh is so the ratings are are not going to be what they were last year for the white Sox and, and yankees but is is this the sort of thing that we're going to continue to see from the Cubs just as a a national brand? You know, they're doing the London series next year and and, you know, they were supposed to do the the first, you know, the first series uh, or the first game Field of Dreams game in 2020 that got postponed. Is is it just that the franchise is still so well known and so popular that they'll they'll continue to to be in these showcase games? Yeah, I mean, I think definitely. I mean, you look at who was involved in the London series in 2019. It was, you know, Yankees, Red Sox. I mean, I think anytime you're a big market, notable franchise like the Cubs uh, with a strong fan base, um, not only in, in, you know, the country, but, you know, presumably internationally as well. Um, yeah, I think it's safe to say that anytime these kind of events happen um either when they get launched or over the course of when they're held um yeah i think i think the cubs are an obvious choice to be included in these sorts of things um you know because of their marketability and and the market size of chicago so i mean that bodes well you know for teams like the cubs um but i do think it is nice for an organization like the reds who might not get as many opportunities like this that, you know, they, they have an opportunity to play on a national stage like this as well. And, and the uniforms are awesome. Yes. I do like the, the throwbacks. They look, they should look pretty cool. They'll, they'll, it'll, it'll be fun one way or another, even if the, the season hasn't been fun, uh, it should be a fun game. Megan Matamuro from the Chicago, uh, Tribune. Uh, she's, uh, an alumna of the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign. So one of the good ones out there. Uh, we appreciate the time, Megan. Uh, on Twitter, uh, M underscore Montemuro. Uh, Megan, thanks so much. Enjoy your uh, your trip through the, the cornfields to Iowa. Thanks. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. 751 here on 92.7 WMAY, your dependable five-day forecast. It is... A little bit foggy in places out there right now. Patchy fog before 8. Otherwise sunny with a high near 83. Mostly clear tonight. Low around 59. Isolated showers and thunderstorms after 1 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. Uh, Mostly sunny. High near 85. 
Uh, mostly sunny, high near 79 on Friday, and uh, partly cloudy with a low around 61 Friday night. Saturday, mostly sunny, high near 82. Sunday, 85, going to be a picture-perfect first weekend of the Illinois State Fair. We'll talk about the State Fair coming up after the news at 8 here on 92.7 WMAY. Back in a moment. <laughs> 